Hey everyone, welcome to the Grow with Quora podcast, where we interview marketers on how and why they use Quora. I'm your host, JD Prater. This week, we're joined by Russ Huddleston, CEO of DocSend. And he got his start back on Quora back in 2013. And what I like about uh, Russ is he's an average user and answering questions. And I, I really like to have him on because he's really starting to uh, ultimately optimize his answers and take his account to the next level. And so we're going to hear a little bit more about his story. But uh, first, let's welcome him. Russ, like, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, JD. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I was looking back at your profile. It looks like you used to work at Dropbox and Facebook. What, how was that like? And what was that experience? That's great. I feel like I've been around for a while. I was at Stanford for undergrad and grad in computer science and just been fortunate enough to be involved in a lot of companies that have gone great places. I was early intern at Trulia when there were like five people there. Uh, I was at Dropbox as a summer intern while I was in business school. I think there were 15 or 20 people there at the time. And then uh, the first startup I uh, uh, came up with, Pursuit, uh, we were a talent acquired by Facebook. Uh, and so I had the honor of being a product manager there for a, a while on the, the Pages product. Which is a perfect segue because I think one of your first answers was, what's it like to be a product manager at Facebook, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is a kind of funny because I remember uh, leaving there and then kind of, I guess it was like an early 2013, um, like uh, wrote, because I got a bunch of people asking me this question, like, oh, what's it like to be a product manager? I even got this while I was at Facebook. And, and so I was like, this is, it's like not something I want to repeat all the time because it, it just takes a while because it's kind of complicated uh, or at least if I was going to give someone a real answer to it. And so Quora was actually like the perfect place. I actually just put it up there to send to people as like a, I wrote this up as like an easy blog thing. Uh, <laughs> and it's just kind of shocking that that thing is still getting viewed all the time. Um, just as a thoughtful, what does a PM and any kind of tech company do, especially ones that have kind of that breakdown between different roles like product marketing and product management and analytics, engineering, engineering management, and kind of like how does a pod work together in that sense. So yeah, I did that in 2013 and uh, that was the, the start of my career on Quora. Yeah, that one is up to like 63,000 views, man. Like that one is kind of crazy to kind of see how that one is still going, still getting views from like six. Well, I think I've sent it to at least eight or nine people since then. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably Core itself is doing quite a bit out there too. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well then, uh, so you were at all these amazing companies and really early on too. So uh, ultimately you decided to start your own company, DocSend. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Sure. After I uh, left Facebook, I met up with a couple of guys I worked together before, uh, Dave Coslow uh, uh, and Tony Casanego. And um, we'd worked together before, went to undergrad together. And the, the problem, or at least the question I had was, why are people still sending attachments so often? Because while I was at Dropbox, we came up with the sharing model or the schmodel as it was called. And so you could send a link to something. It's like, great, this fixes it. No one has to send an attachment. And then as we started interviewing a lot of people, we realized that there was just more to be done solving that particular problem. And so where that led us is creating DocSend, which is a solution for sharing business critical documents like your pitch deck during fundraising or sales material. Uh, if you're selling something, your board, board portal management software, you're sending your board updates to people. Um, so we were up to about 10,000 companies that are paying for DocSend today. Um, and they kind of cover a pretty large range of different use cases, all B2B, all with documents and where, you know, those documents are often security oriented, but it, at a minimum, very important. And so it's worthwhile tracking them to see how long you spend on each page and who you might forward those to. Pretty cool, man. So we, we learned a little bit about 
your previous experience, you know, your company that you started, we talked about that first question on Quora. So ultimately, like what keeps you coming back to Quora and writing really thoughtful answers? No, thanks. Um, well, the, my answers have ranged across a lot of topics. Usually they're ones that matter to me. Like how do you run a good board? It's, it's still very similar to why I bothered answering the first one. I think that for some questions, it's a nice place to, you know, actually lay out your, your answer in a way that's going to be found by other people. And you know, the things I actually want to say, but I want to say them once and then other people can benefit from them. And so I just get a lot of personal fulfillment out of, out of doing that uh, for the answers that I, that I do um, every once in a while on Quora. The thing that was actually surprising to me is I recently looked uh, before coming on the show because I was thinking like, oh, you know, I don't actually, you know, I've written like probably a couple hundred answers on Quora, but I have over a million views of my uh questions on Quora, which is like really interesting. Um, it, it has been kind of an evolution over time to uh, another. Um, so, you know, in the background these years, I've been using Quora. I write uh, question, or answers on there. Like Adam, one of the founders, also at Facebook before. And, and so you know, I just really like the concept behind it. But a surprising thing happened where I recently realized that for Docsend itself, of the traffic we get from social media sites, 45% of that traffic is coming from Quora. Wow. It is just, you know, you're thinking about, you know, I'm on Twitter and saying things and their debates and stuff, but that kind of like flows by and then it's done. The things you write on Quora stay and they stick around for a really long time. So it's much more of a snowball effect. Um, So one of the things we've been doing recently is kind of like digging in and figuring out like what's performing, what's not. And it's kind of really interesting to see um, like sometimes like, you know, there's, there was a period of time where I just went through in like a week and answered a bunch of questions around like, how do you PDF protect a Google Doc? And the real answer is like, you can't. That's just not a feature. That you have. <laughs> but I like explain like why and what you can do and how their permission model works. And I'm like, by the way, there's this other thing, Docsend, where I'm the CEO. It has a different permission model. So if you're in one of these things, you, you're going to like how this works better than how Google Docs works because Google Docs was just designed with different use cases in mind. And so I ran around answering some of those things, which seem like very transactional and short, which is true. But Quora is fascinating because people are looking for a huge range of different answers. They have different types of questions. What's the meaning of life? How do I run a board meeting? Why can't I passcode protect something in Google Docs? Uh, (laughs) So uh, amongst the portfolio of uh, questions I've answered, it's actually made me realize that there are a few different formats that could be really good for me and for the company, which actually makes me very happy because it means it's something I should probably invest a lot more time in because it is an overlap between personal interest and also good for our business. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, to like recap, I mean like 45%, that's like, that's really impressive. I mean, you think about all the other social media giants, I mean, really that are out there when you think about the Facebooks, the Instagram, the Twitter, the LinkedIn, even, you know, they really are slightly different mediums. And I think one thing that I've liked even as a user is that evergreen nature of Quora and the answers that you write kind of live on and can still get you traction, still drive traffic to your website. And so it's really encouraging to hear that although you're still driving traffic, not only within Quora, but also back to your website. I know a lot of marketers are really focused on that. And so you talked about some different types of formats. Can you, can you walk us through some of those, those different formats of how you answer? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, a couple other things that go through my head is when I'm searching around Quora on, on things to answer, you, you end up kind of following a thread of topics or they're like a whole bunch of things about like Google Docs, for instance. And 
for any given question, you're, you're going to want to look at, well, how many followers does it have? How many views does it have? How many answers does it already have? Um, and then also, like, do I have anything unique or interesting to say on the topic? Um, and so there, there are those types of ones, um, which I haven't done, uh, you know, as many of sometimes, but there's also just the ones around, like, board management where I kind of want to write a good answer. And sometimes I'll actually just look at who are the other answers from. You'll actually see quality writers, like, all kind of congregate around a particular question. So there are a bunch of questions about, like, how do you run a good board meeting? But you know, there, there are only a few of them where you have a lot of different voices in the room with really strong answers. And so sometimes I'll just write an answer there just because I want to be in good company. And I figure, figure like if I'm a CEO out there and I come across this question on Quora, I'd rather get everything together. And then you know, it's a process of reading what other people have already written. I don't really want to rehash or restate the wheel. You know, I kind of think of it as a, you certainly get things out, upvoted over time. Uh, but I'd rather have someone who's kind of reading through it when they get to mine, have it make sense in the context of the other answers. And so that kind of leads me to my strategy of just saying what's needed to as quickly as possible. You know, when I read through Quora, I, I tend to skim quite a bit. You're looking for bullet points. You're looking for authenticity. Um, you're looking for someone who has a point to make and to make it quickly. Uh, and so I try to incorporate that into my answers where yeah, I, it's not like there's a word count required and we're doing a high school <laughs> literature essay. You know, it's like, if it's a two-sentence answer, fine. Um, something else I do enjoy doing, but it might be just how my own brain works. I do like to give context because sometimes people like, you know, what color is the sky blue? And instead of that, it's like, well, you know, interestingly enough, you know, here's like the backstory to like why, why this is the case. Um, and so there's, there are a few different angles you can take, but again, it kind of depends on the context of what other answers have already been put up there. Yeah, I like that too. I like how you, you look at the other answers and I think you really hit on a few things like really trying to be unique, providing value within your answer and also realize it doesn't have to be a, like a five page story. Like sometimes it can be two paragraphs and I think a lot of people overthink Cora and they want to provide like this super in-depth comprehensive novel almost <laughs> whenever they answer. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, uh, Russ is out there answering, you know, almost 200 questions now and it's still working for him over a million views on Quora and then also still driving traffic back to his website. So I know a lot of you guys out there listening probably feel like you're, this may sound familiar to you. So uh, I'm really glad that he's sharing this story with us. And I think my question, you know, back to you, do you have any like tips for like how you, like we talked about like how you're kind of like writing them, but do you have like any like writing tips that you follow for yourself? Like, do you have certain days that you block off or, you know, parts of the week, time of day? Yeah. I, and I think as a CEO, it's, it's really hard to time manage for this sort of stuff. And the search in Quora is actually great. So it doesn't take me um, a whole lot of time for search for things. Um, but I, I actually will turn it over. I have asked for help from other people on our marketing team, just like finding topics and bringing them to me. You know, like, hey, these are, here's some ones that you might want to answer. Uh, and then I can run through and answer them pretty quickly. So I'll block off time. I mean, it depends when people, you know, find it easiest to write. I usually, uh, lunch coma, for whatever reason, is a great time for me to write. <laughs> okay, just have a big burrito, come back. There are a few questions and I can like go through and like write a response real quick. Um, before I post, I'll sometimes get feedback from other people on our team. Uh, and sometimes people, um, it ends up being good because sometimes to make a really good answer on Quora requires me having a verbal conversation or debate with someone else in our office about that topic. And so we'll hone it down a little, little quicker that way. Um, and then I'll post it. I try not to think too much about it. It's not, 
you know, these are not major releases. It's not like you're publishing a book or something. Uh, so I don't try to stress too much over it. Um, but yeah, blocking off time a couple days a week after lunch is just what's worked for me for um, making making time on it. The uh, Another thing to note um, has been, I think for anybody's business, there are relevant questions on Quora because there's literally everything on Quora. Uh, and so, you know, for, for me, um, you know, as a CEO, we have a board. Um, you know, uh, I run board meetings. And so um, there are lots of questions about that on, on Quora. Docsend is also used for sending out investor like updates and like board decks. So it's like not a huge stretch to get from one to the other. I don't have to like talk about Docsend really, but it does give me uh, leeway to talk about my own views on how to run a good board meeting. Um, and so that that's helpful. Because it's you know there are a lot of things I can write about, but I, I can prioritize that one because it's like in scope for for us. Um, another thing I'll add just about the writing side of it is sometimes a question on Quora will prompt a larger piece of content somewhere else. Mm. Like people ask good questions on Quora, and so that might be something that we turn into like a TechCrunch article, uh, for instance. I've been doing some writing there recently, uh, or a blog post on our own website. Um, and then conversely, sometimes uh, we'll do uh, kind of data-driven research. Like we will spend time figuring out, you know, what is it like to fundraise uh, as an entrepreneur? How long does it take you? What are, what are in these pitch decks that everyone's sending around? And so we'll get people to allow us to include them in research where we try to answer some of these questions. And as it turns out, all those questions are on Quora too. So, you know, they kind of, it kind of goes both ways. Quora will spark content and then content we're otherwise doing will can be repurposed and broken out into, you know, really relevant tiny pieces to, to put up on Quora. It's not just my opinion, but like, hey, we've got some data about this particular topic and that's also worked well for us. That's pretty cool. I like, uh, I think too many times too, we come in very confined with what we want to write about. I'm, I'm glad that you were also talking about like what's in scope with these, you know, like product adjacent type or topic adjacent type of questions that you can easily answer with a very similar type of question and, you know, be able to provide that value, but then also using it for like research. I think that's another great uh, case for Cora that I don't think enough people take advantage of because it's literally demand driven. If you listen to the podcast, you've heard me say this before that these are like real people asking real questions. And this is a great place to understand what the market is asking for, be able to find the experts, maybe feature them into other types of content, either on your blog or, you know, how Russ is doing it with uh, TechCrunch. So that's like, that's a no brainer. So I, I think I applaud you for using Core in many different ways. It's pretty cool. Thanks. Well, thank, thank you for being a part of building it. <laughs> yeah. So we talked uh, about the organic side. It's what I call quote unquote organic. We talked about writing and using it for some research, finding those topics, writing them down. And you guys are also starting to do some advertising as well, right? Yeah. We've recently started to do advertising and I am sure that we aren't spending enough on Quora. Um, so we'd love to find ways to do that, uh, to do more of that. The, the way I think about that aspect is there's kind of the um, just the earned media side of it, just the organic that we get from Core, which is awesome. And then the, you know, paid on top of that, which kind of increases the amount we get from Quora, or at least that's, that's what I'd like to see. And, uh, it, it sounds like it's working again. It's, it's early for us, but, um, the, so there's a difference between the two and it's not, you can't have paid on Quora without having really quality content there. 
And I've also found it, it just really helps when it's from me on a topic uh, to be quality content. Because it's, you know, it, it seems to me, uh, even though we're kind of early in, there's both the promoted post side of it, and there's also the display ad side of it. Um, but you can't have a great promoted post unless you have a great post <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> so they're, they're very, very intertwined. And so I think you know, paid is definitely not the place to start on Quora, but it's a place to amplify success you're already seeing there. Um, and it also just feels like very honest where if you've got a good answer to something, you can promote it, but it, it's a good answer. It's already been uploaded. There's a high quality score with it. Uh, it's like really solving a problem. Um, so yeah, I'll say that we're very happy with the, the paid side of it uh, so far. Yeah, I, I, I think we've seen that internally as well. And we can kind of echo back to you that uh, really our successful advertisers probably already had in a, a presence on Quora before we started advertising, whether that would be maybe like a CEO like you writing answers or there was someone on their team writing answers and they were getting a lot of traction that way just to like get started. There was almost like proving out the concept. And then like you were talking about with like promoted answers, it's an easy way to then take that high value answer and then boost it and get it in front of the right people. It's already, it's already been proven as a good answer with the upvotes from the community. It's already starting to drive traffic back to your website. Now we're just putting some money behind that. And so uh, 100% agree with you. And I think for all you guys out there listening, you'll definitely want to, you know, take a look at that. If, if, if that's one of if you really want to roll Quora into your overall like marketing mix, it is definitely worth taking a look at the content side of it um, as like Russ has done as well. And it doesn't have to be a ton, right? I mean, 180, don't get me wrong. 180 is a lot. It's, that's like three times more than I've answered. So but, uh, again, it's for, for him, it's, it's stuff that he already knew. It's stuff that, you know, he's already thinking through and he's just trying to provide value. I'm on the like one a week track, which is like yeah. not hard to do, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that seems pretty manageable. Um, but I probably uh, represent a lot of people in that I should do more on Quora mm. where it is very differentiated for us. Um, it's also gotten easier to advertise on Quora. It used to be very manual and now there's better audience targeting. Um, and you know, coming from Facebook before where I was part of the ads team there, mm. um, it's really nice to see Quora's advertising options evolve where there are new targeting capabilities that you can just get through the website uh, without, as you were saying, having to do a huge ad spend off the bat. It's not like a PG&E thing. It's like, no, you as a you know startup can get on there and have your you know, VP marketing or your demand gen, in-house demand gen person uh, start to fiddle with that. And what's great is that I personally believe advertising should be relevant. So all these additional kind of uh, features in there around targeting just help make it more relevant, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I do. Uh, adding to that is that Cora already has the right kind of context, right? People are coming here to learn. They're looking for answers. And now you as an advertiser can align your solution right in, with that answer. You know what I mean? Like with what they're looking for. So the audience gets the right type of ad in the right context at the right time, which is what we're all ultimately trying to do. So uh, you said you're seeing some success, which is really, really nice. Uh, well, have you learned anything from these experiments that you've run with some of the Quora ads? You know, any tips or tricks that you've learned? Well, Quora, I will say, is actually excellent at providing a relatively quick feedback loop. And I do think it really matters the experience of the person when they get to do your site. So the point of answering a question on Quora is not to say, buy my products. It's to <laughs> get in front of them and add real value. And, um, and to the extent you do link off to something else, um, like for, for instance, we'll, we'll link off to like uh, this fundraising research report we have around like kind of stats 
from other entrepreneurs raising, how long it took them, how much they raised, what was in their deck, how people they talked to, all this stuff. And so that has a huge number of like visits from the core post. So there's like real value there. If you're linking through to your website or something like, oh, do you have this problem? It's got to be something relevant within your website and kind of branded for that person. So, you know, for the, you know, board management one, you know, it's like, yeah, we can help you with, you know, uh, materials for this, like, and then it links off to a section on docs and that just talks about how Dachshund is helpful specifically for sending out board materials. And that matters a lot versus just sending them. Like if we sent them to the page on Dachshund that talks about how you can use it in sales and marketing, that's not quite as relevant. It's kind of harder to draw the, the dots between one and the other there. And so it, it all does flow together in terms of just providing real value to someone. And at the last step along the way, you can't just chuck them off into like something generic. Because you, you, you then, like, it's actually just bad from a brand perspective. It's like, oh, you weren't relevant. But if you can carry that relevancy all the way through, that's really what the best type of content is. You know, companies trying to help people with certain problems and explain it to them in terms that they understand. So I, I would just say, make sure you follow it through all the way. If you're going to mention what you do in a post and you're hoping that they'll gain some awareness of it, make sure you're linking into things that are as relevant to that specific question as possible. Yeah, really glad. So one thing I noticed that you didn't say, you, you didn't send them to your homepage. Oh man, we have so many people that are just like, here's my homepage. And you're like, that's not <laughs> even like relevant. Or the other side of that is they're going for like a hard sell, like right in there, whether that's, you know, I don't even, I mean, I guess, I don't know, free trial maybe, but like sometimes it's just like straight up, like buy this. And you're like, that's just not, it's not, we're not there yet, right? In, in this value exchange. So uh, I really like how you're tailoring your approach to not only the, the answer, but also to your website and how, where you're like, that's like a very natural flow. Yeah, it makes me feel like if, you know, even just talking to salespeople who sell other things, sometimes I we have a great conversation and then they send me a link to their website. I'm like, but, but you've lost the personalization and I care about personalization. So even wearing my marketing hat, I care a lot about personalization and tailoring the information I'm giving you so it's easy for you to understand the value that I can bring. And it's not about converting someone today um, at all. It, it is really just about being authentic with them and, and helping them come to an answer to their question and also be aware of the way in which you can help them with this entire problem space. Um, that can take a while to, to get them yeah. there, which is fine. Um, but we do see people who come back and like read a bunch of different answers on Quora or kind of go from one to the other. Uh, and that's, so it's really top of funnel and awareness. And I just think that's a really good way to start off a relationship too, with someone who might be a customer down the line. And there's always the problem in marketing where you're trying to uh, like multi-touch attribution. Is it this or is it that? And at the end of the day, it doesn't particularly matter. It could be a combination of all of them. But yeah, to your point, we don't stress about getting people who view our answers on Quora, or I don't personally stress about getting them to like use Docsend today. More just like, hey, here's an answer to your question. Here's generally what our service does. And if it's relevant in the future, here's how it can help you. And so if they walk away with anything resembling understanding of that, I'm happy. <laughs> Do you have any like hard KPIs that, that you're like trying to measure within Quora? Um, in terms of uh, like answers or because there are a bunch of numbers to look at in terms of like which questions we choose to answer mm -hmm. and like lengths of answer. Are they transactional or longer form? Um, we haven't set up things to track all the way through to conversion on our site or even understand which answers were involved in converting gotcha. uh, on our site later. Um, that's something I'd love to do at some point. I mean, just coming back to that 45% though, it's like I've got 6,000 
7,000 followers on LinkedIn and only like a thousand on Quora or something. And we're very active on LinkedIn and I answer one question a week on Quora. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Quora is definitely a channel that we should be tracking with greater granularity and also we should be more active on it. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, even I think a lot of times as marketers, right, where we're, we're like, but look, I'm doing all these things over here and I'm over here and I'm over here. And it, it, you kind of look where, where platforms are going. Like Twitter's really going more like real-time conversation, it feels like. Even LinkedIn's yeah, is conversation virality, you know, and I, know, I think we've kind of seen it even with some of the metrics that they've released, you know, recently. And whereas Core really is like, a, it's more of a long-term play. It really is more evergreen. It's going to be around for a while. And so I think a lot of times people want that instant hit and when they don't get it, they get really frustrated. Um, I'm glad to see that you guys are looking at it slightly different and <laughs> taking a more accumulation approach of looking at the organic, looking at the paid ads as well. So, so you guys are, you're on your way though, it sounds like, uh, as far as uh, the measurement piece of things. Yeah, we definitely are. We just had a, a you know, VP marketing start a couple weeks ago. We're hiring a head of content who's starting in a couple weeks. Um, so we're hiring a lot more on our marketing team. Um, and so I'll actually have a lot more uh, help uh, for, for putting in place a lot of these things that I'd like to. That's pretty cool. All right. So you're, you've been writing, you've been using the product, you've been doing some advertising. Uh, if you could wave a magic wand, this is always my favorite question, right? Like what, what would you like to see us build tomorrow? Let's say it only took one day. There was no engineering hours or days that it could just magically appear. Do you have any recommendations for us? No, you guys have been making great progress on the, on the products. I even just seeing it come along in terms of like drafts and editing and upvoting. I think you've got a lot of the, the things right uh, in terms of balancing um, you know, good answers, good questions. Um, one of the things I had in my head I need to check out more is spaces. Um, it's just funny to use that word because Doxit has a feature called spaces as well, but ours is the ability to create a collection of documents, like a folder, but better. Oh, I see. I see. Room, also a space, but then as in Cora, like, oh, spaces in Cora, then that is kind of a collection of relevant questions and topics. And so that's something that I've struggled with. Like, how do you like pull things together in a way that's helpful to others? Because I do have themes in my head around what topics I care about. Like for instance, raising funding at the seed round is very different than raising funding at the A round, which is very different than venture debt, the raising a venture debt round. And so there, there should be like ways to disambiguate which stage you're at and therefore which questions and answers are relevant to you mm. for that. So I don't know if spaces is the way to do that, um, but I, I do want to look more. And if it's not, then I think that would be something I, I would wave my wise, magic wand at is bring <laughs> the nuance of kind of, it's like the problem on Yelp where this person reviewing gave it three stars, but I love this restaurant. So yeah. maybe we're in different situations. And, and so there's probably the case as well that my answers are more relevant to certain people than to others. And so the, the more I can put in there to help guide people to which is the right answer could be helpful for me, both as an on, uh, author, as well as just someone who, who likes reading Cora. All right. Noted. I will pass along to the product team. That's a really good one. I, it's a, that's like a power user one right there. I like that one. All right, cool. Well, we are wrapping up every episode with what's one thing marketers can do today to be successful on Quora tomorrow. What advice do you have for us? <laughs> Ironically, it might be that tomorrow is too soon. <laughs> it might take a little bit longer uh, than to, to do something today and then be successful on Quora tomorrow. And then I think it would be um, just provide on putting value in your answers, like really try to answer the question and only bother answering questions where you know enough to be helpful. Um, 
And if you go with quality over quantity, uh, it's going to snowball over time. And you'll probably check back one day and be like, wow, there are a lot more people reading these things than I had any idea about. Um, or at least that's what's been working for me. So that's what I would recommend to others. But I'm sure if you talk to me again in three months, I'll have a whole new set of you know, learnings from it. Well, I look forward to that conversation in three months. So maybe, maybe we'll have you back on and we can, you can do a part two of what you've learned. <laughs> part two, once he starts focusing on Cora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he comes on the podcast and is like, we need to focus more. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on, sharing your, your tips with us. And again, you know, uh, Russ is the CEO, co-founder uh, of Docsend. Where can people reach out to you outside of following you on Quora? Uh, we have obviously Quora, but then yeah, Twitter is great for real-time stuff. Um, if you want to yell at me or ask for my opinion, I'm pretty responsive there. Uh, otherwise, LinkedIn, uh, Russ Heddleston. Twitter is just R Heddleston. Um, and so yeah, those are probably the, the best two to do that. All right. Well, if you're interested in connecting with Russ, make sure you check him out on uh, his answers on Quora. You can connect with him on Twitter and LinkedIn. And then if you're interested in learning more about DocSend, that's Doc, D-O-C, S-E-N-D, DocSend.com. Head on over there and learn more about how you can uh, secure your document sharing. All right. So thank you for coming on. And for all those listening, if uh, you're interested in learning a little bit more about Quora, head on over to Quora.com slash business and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. We'll see you guys next week.